Welcome. My name is Gina Timberman, and you are listening to Timber People, a podcast about people who, like timber, are strong, build and create, who gather us together like fuel that feeds fire. People who support structures of our community that uplift and protect. Welcome to the show. I'm so happy to welcome my dear friend, Amanda Bleakley. Welcome. Hi, Gina. It's so good to be here. I've been wanting to get you on the show for some time. Amanda is a, a really awesome friend to me. She's an incredible woman, and she is the dynamic executive director of the Paseo Arts Association. I've been really looking forward to having you on the show to talk about everything you're doing and to see you and to just um, learn about all you have up and coming throughout this new year with the Paseo. I love being there, as you know. Yeah. <laughs> you love the shopping. <laughs> I love the shopping. I love the shopping. But how long have you been the director? It will actually be 10 years in May. It's so crazy. So. I was really fortunate to professionally cross paths with you years ago, um, many years before that in another role. And yeah. to know that the steps in your career have taken you to um, this role, it's been so much fun. It's been really awesome to see you in your role, what you are doing with the district and with the association, with your programs and with the events. And I can't believe it's been a decade. Time goes by so fast. It has, it has. And uh, it was 2014 when I started in the Paseo. It was a couple of weeks before the Paseo Art Festival. And I really didn't have much to do with the planning of that festival. So I was just kind of um, managing what I could. Um, but it was, it was a challenge. And then the next year, I could really, you know, kind of sink my teeth into the planning of it. And uh, that 2014, we had like eight sponsors and now we've got over 30 sponsors If that tells you anything. Well, I know with the experience and being there, you can definitely see like how it's grown over the years. And when I say you're dynamic, I know that you do from the day-to-day -day management of different administrative affairs of the association, but in the long term throughout the year of major event planning mm -hmm. to community programs. And you also deal with a lot of weather situations yeah. and other impromptu challenges that one can have, especially in Oklahoma, with outdoor activities and events with our weather. <laughs> well, you know, I think that we're most famous for the Paseo Art Festival, which is Memorial Day weekend every year. And of course, uh, you can't really predict the weather for that. It's either going to be hot or it's going to rain or you might have good weather one day. Uh, one year we had a small tornado at the end of the street, uh, but it didn't affect our festival. So that was good. And then we also do the first Friday gallery walks every first Friday. And so you never know what the weather's going to be like that. So you just have to pray to the weather gods that you're going to have good weather. And, um, and then if not, it's okay because there's other days that you can be there. Um, so yeah, th those are the two main events that we do, uh, Gina. And then programming you mentioned, um, we have, we mean, well, I manage an art gallery, um, actually three art galleries in one, um, cause we moved in 2020 to a new space called Paseo Arts and Creativity Center. Uh, we had a space next door that was 1,200 square feet, and now we have 6,000 square feet. 
So uh, we have a gift shop, three art galleries, 10 studio art spaces in the back, and a photography studio. And then we also have some office space, which is also um, something that we've been growing. We're adding another uh, full-time employee. So when I started, there there was no one because the executive director had been gone for three months. There was an AmeriCorps employee that had been there. She was part-time. And so I was the, uh, I started as a full-time employee and then I added a part-time employee and then I made that person full-time and now I've got another part-time and adding a full-time. So it's been slow and steady, I guess. Slow and steady wins the race. Uh, but you know, when you're an arts organization and you rely on um, grants and fundraising and earn income, you have to kind of grow slow. Yeah, it's been great to see you navigate the growth of the organization and weather challenges and other things. And we still end up having a wonderful time and great experience nonetheless, but also to really pioneer new ways of looking at the Paseo uh, District and the Paseo Arts Association was really cool. I mean, even pre and post pandemic, what was happening with the space. And I remember coming over there to just uh, bug you and also have a sense of uh, community, but to see that identity uplifted and continuing that um, community gathering spirit of the Paseo district that you have really championed for so many years. And we talk about identity of the Paseo. I know that its history really goes back from the 20s. And you talked about how I love to to shop over there, which I really do, especially at my friend Eden's and uh, Betsy King's uh, Mm -hmm. places and uh, among other experiences. But let's talk about, if you wouldn't mind sharing with the listeners, a little bit about the history of the Paseo District. Well, so it goes back to... 1929, and uh, G.A. Nichols developed the first shopping center north of downtown. So uh, G.A. Nichols is also responsible for Nichols Hills and I think Crown Heights and other things around town. And the the district was just something completely different back then. It was, there was a laundry and a funeral home and it it wasn't really an uh, entertainment district or, or shopping, like retail shopping, like you would think. It was necessity things that, that they needed. And over the years, uh, different businesses changed or turned over. Um, there was the Mexican restaurant that was where Paseo Grill is now uh, that everybody loved. I can't remember the name of it. The Chico's or something, but... Um, Several years ago, I guess back in the 70s, John Belt, along with his wife, Joy, started purchasing buildings along the Paseo Drive. And they recognized early on the importance of having an art community where people, especially artists, could gather and have studio spaces that they could maintain at a, at a lower rent that you know, you might see commercial rent is going to be a lot higher. So uh, he or both of them really created the space, as you say, uh, to have an arts community. Uh, it took some time, I would say, over the years. Uh, the city was involved. They've, they, they created a revitalization program. 
it's, it's gone through its ebbs and flows. And I would say that uh, it's, it's, it's really taken off now. And I think, I like to think that they just needed a, a captain for the ship, uh, that they need somebody up front steering. And I like to think that that was me, that I was, you know, just Absolutely. trying to <laughs> drive. <laughs> so, when, so when I came on, I was, I, I just assessed the situation and started doing some branding and some marketing and, and worked with the property owner, well, mostly with Joy, uh, to uh, bring in some retail. She had some ideas and I would encourage that. Yes, yes, that sounds great because, you know, we have 20 art galleries down here and we need people down here to buy art. So if you have some fun stores that are going to draw people to come down here, then when they're here, they'll, they'll also go into the art galleries. So, uh, and of course, you know that there's, there have been restaurants down there for years. Um, Picasso's has been there not quite as long as uh, Paseo Grill, but before Picasso, it was Galileo. And so I remember Galileo uh, years ago and, um, Paseo Grill, I think, has been there for 17 years. Maybe Picasso's 13 or something. I could be wrong. Don't call me, call Gina. Uh, but, um, and now we have like 10 restaurants and it's awesome. and the, it's a destination place for people. And, you know, 10 years ago, there are folks that maybe wouldn't drive through Paseo District, Paseo Arts District. And now uh, they're, they're stopping, they're shopping, they're supporting uh, and it's it's just been great. We want them to stop and shop. <laughs> it's been yeah. a great experience. That's where you know, people may not realize sometimes what economic impact is in placemaking, in that identity building, in that, mm-hmm. as you said, destination, um, support and promotion. And when we have places of identity like the Paseo and other areas that can really connect spheres of influence and just really uplift Oklahoma City's identity overall, then you change, you know, an out of, you know, a non-local out-of-state visitor, you change their experience from a one-day to possibly a three-day to accomplish and experience all that we have to offer, whether it's a Thunder game, going to the First Americans Museum, visiting Paseo, and experiencing other areas. And it has this multiplying effect with everything that um, people experience with retail. And they leave the dollars here and mm-hmm. it, it serves to inert to our benefit for um, days and days to come after they leave. So um, it's really important. And I love that your work and the mission of the Paseo Arts Association is really perpetuating that cultural exchange between artists and the public which is really important. It's not just about seeing the artwork. It's about the relationship building with the art community Mm -hmm. and to see really where it is beneficial to all from a social, cultural, educational, but also that economic impact as we were talking about. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's a, it's community building as we've said, and it, it improves the quality of life for everybody that lives here. And so Having places like we have the Paseo Arts District uh, improves the quality of life for everyone that lives here. And we also draw people from all over Oklahoma and um, and from out of state as well. And, um, you know, I think that it, it improves the aesthetic of Oklahoma City. Um, and what I've really strived to do at the 
DeSeo um, Arts Association is have a platform for artists to gather, uh, create, collaborate, commiserate, uh, get together. It's, it's kind of like an arts incubator. Mm-hmm. And I want artists that I know or don't to come together and meet and talk and learn from each other. Uh, is something that I, I recognized early on when our mutual friend Rick Sennett yes. uh, was in the district. He had a studio space in the plunge years ago. And I said, do you know so-and-so? And he was like, no. And then I realized that artists don't necessarily know each other just because they're artists, right. you know? Right. And so uh, I, I thought, well, you know, maybe they need to get together and uh, help each other out because they are they have ideas and and they all have something that they can bring to the table and discuss. And, and so it gave me that idea of, of, of bringing, of having a place to, to get together, together. So that's why it was so important to have our new space, even though it was at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, and we, when I was sending letters out to um, ask for fun, you know, for um, donations, I said, this may not be the best time to ask for money, but when we're when we get past this, we're going to need it more than ever. Right. And I think that we're a really unique space when it comes to what we do. I don't know of any other place in town that's like it. And and I actually have people that come in from out of town. Then, and one was from Dallas, which I thought how unusual. And, and she said, you know, we don't even have a place like this in Dallas. Oh, wow. So that gave me, you know, that was a huge thrilled to hear that because I, I, I'm not trying to do anything that other people can't do. I'm just trying to do what we can do. And, um, and I'm happy to teach others uh, what we're doing and, and so they can learn and do that in their community. Absolutely. I really love what you're doing with the arts engagement, but also community engagement. And, you know, one might think that planning that space at that time um, you know, was not ideal. And I know fundraising for anyone wasn't ideal. But really, I recall like the experience of preparing that space and going over to, as I say, bug you and, mm-hmm. and see its progress. And um, I really love to see its evolution. And I could tell the first shows after pandemic you know, while we were still masked up, but we were starting to open up and gather, mm-hmm. you could see it in people's eyes, the joy of going to their first art show again, oh, yeah. which in town, that was the first art show that I attended after pandemic. And it was just really awesome. And what you um, and the association and the um, businesses with the Paseo district, what you provide is there's something really special about the predictable programming that you have on a first Friday. Everyone knows, you know, no matter if they see the, a flyer, you know, an article or information online, what's happening, they know where to go on a first Friday and it's in Paseo and they're going to have an enjoyable time and see something, learn something, see a friend, um, you know, be able to engage with artists and walk about and really enjoy their evening. There's something really magical about that. Well, I do like the fact that it's very predictable and, and not in a boring way, but in the way that you know that the quality that you're going, going to get when you arrive is going to be better than any, 
you know, any other place that you might go. And I've traveled some and I know I've been to big cities and I know that that the quality of art that we have in Oklahoma City is is just as good, if not better than other places. And when you come to the the Paseo Arts District, you're going to see artwork that uh, you're going to love or you're going to question or you, you may have a reaction to. And that's kind of the point. We don't want something that everybody has or that each gallery is going to be the same. There's kind of a point of having different types of art. And that that's what I, I think we have something that we have something for everyone. We have all kinds of art. And even with our spate, our, our shows that we have that for this month, it's really different. And, um, and not everybody's going to like what we have, but that doesn't matter because, you know, and I may not always like it, but the point is, is that we're getting it out there and we're, and we're, and we're not, you know, we're not screening what we're having. We're not, we're not sugarcoating it. We want, we want to show what our artists want to express. And that's kind of the most important thing. And, uh, And so that's very valuable to all of us. It's really awesome. I want to talk about the arts festival, but, you know, in the spirit of exchange and connection, you know, there are middle grounds that everyone, no matter who you are, what your background is, where you're from, it's that middle ground connecting people and it's arts, food, festival, music, sports. And there's something about what you're providing in the Paseo that is accomplishing all of that, and Mm -hmm. especially with the Arts Festival. But there are some programs that a lot of people may not really know about, such as like Feast or Space, aside from First Friday. Can you talk about those programs or other programs that you're Yeah, so Feast is a micro-grant funding program that we have uh, for artists. They can apply, and it can be for all different kinds of art. doesn't have to be visual art. can be performance or literary, classical music, and anything. And uh, what we do is we pair a um, the artist up with another artist, and they will put together a presentation. They'll have in front of an audience in a restaurant that we have to find every year. So it's So it's kind of hard to explain. But this year, we had it at City and State. And... We'll sell tickets, and half of the ticket goes to the the artist who wins uh, the vote for the night, and the other half will go to, for your dinner. And so this way, it is helping an artist fund a project that they may not have the funding for otherwise. And it's also just a great way for the community to be involved in um, crowdfunding um, live and not on your phone, but in person. And it's a really good way to, you know, just experience something um, that you're not going to find anywhere else. Um, This year we had five different artists and, uh, and I, I know that the artist went home or she didn't go home with it because I had to write the check, but it was a couple thousand dollars that, Mm -hmm. that, and that can really make a difference for an artist to be able to do a project. Um, And it's just really a lot of fun. And, um, the other project, or I'm sorry, the other program that we had and we've had for 10 years was space. 
but with the new Skirvin um, ownership, oh, right. they uh, they decided to discontinue that program. Now, just because they've discontinued it doesn't mean that we're discon- we're going to discontinue it. We're just going to have to repackage, pivot is right. everyone's favorite word, <laughs> and uh, and figure out what we're going to do next. So it's not over. Uh, it just I just need to rethink it, and I I'm I'm kind of waiting to the to the moment when I have a little bit of time where I can work on it. <clears throat> well, if any of the listeners have any ideas mm-hmm. or avenues of support um, or awareness of opportunities for the Paseo Arts Association, I hope you will uh, contact Amanda at her office. And so we have the festival that's happening on Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. We have the first Friday mm-hmm. occurring. And I really, before we close out, I really want to say just how um, valuable it's been for me to witness you um, being a native Texan, mm-hmm. um, invest in our community as if you were born and raised here. And I'm so happy that you've rooted here and have committed so much of your time and energy and you know, raising your family, you're a great mom. And I know that you've had journeys before this journey. Um, but I really want to just say thank you for everything that you've done for our community and bringing us together and creating this awareness about that cultural exchange opportunity with the artists in the community. And I know that you have been a proponent of engaging American Indian artists, indigenous artists, in the Paseo more during, um, you know, recent times. And Mm -hmm. uh, I I know that there are many artists that are really encouraged by that. And so it does take that gathering, talking, communicating, exchanging, um, those social experiences of, you know, just the value of floating around and the energy of people being around one another and having the shows in the new space has, I think, benefited the Paseo and the association immensely. And so I want to thank you for that. Oh, certainly. You know, I think it's amazing to think about uh, that we've had, we had over 30 art shows last year in our space. That's a lot. We switch out our artwork every month. It's, that's a lot. I it mean, is, administratively, I know you do a lot. I know you write grants yeah. and that you're powering through, you know, a lot of, you know, relationship uh, experiences mm-hmm. with area businesses mm-hmm. and, you know, gaining sponsorship and uh, support year round for the association for programs and for the uh, events and festival. And so that's a lot of work. Well, and I can't really take credit for it because I do have a, a program manager that that does manage those exhibits, but I have to make sure that we have the space for those exhibits to happen and that, and, and everything that goes around it, you know, I have to make sure I have a person to manage it. Right. And so, you know, it's so, yeah, it's a big responsibility, but it's, it's really fun. And, and I'm, I've, I've just been very fortunate to land where I did to be able to, to take my, my past experiences and the different jobs that I had and use them in what I'm doing now. Isn't that funny how you can take pieces of that and weave them together, whether it's from project management experience that Mm -hmm. you've had before and, and, you know, working with um, teams before and now urban planning, of course. 
and owning a restaurant and knowing about catering and knowing about customer service. All different and, diverse yeah. types of personalities. <laughs> and having a journalism degree so I know how to write a press release. Right. So, yeah, it's, you know, and, and I think that's fun. I mean, I, I'm, I feel very fortunate that I've, I landed where I did and then I've had the opportunities that I've had and I've met the people that I've gotten to meet. Absolutely. Well, you do fantastic work. What do you see on the horizon uh, for this next year and beyond for the Paseo Arts Association in the district? Well, it's funny that you ask because we are actually working, I'm actually working on a grant because um, Joy Rebelt wants to have the, the history of the Paseo Arts District book written. That's awesome. Yeah. As it should be. So that is a huge endeavor. And uh, I, I probably won't talk about it too much, but that's on the horizon. That's yes. awesome. That's great to know. We already have a writer and we have uh, ideas of what the book is going to be like. And it's really important to get that in writing when you can. You have, you to. have to have the history somewhere because uh, if we don't collect it, no one else will. Absolutely. If not you, then who? Yes. And especially Joy. Yeah. And it'd be great to have you and Joy on the show again to talk about yeah. how that is moving forward. Yeah. Um, I hope she would do that. Yeah, so, I bet she would. Uh, yeah, I hope so. But Amanda Bleakley, thank you so much, my dear, beautiful friend. You're uh, welcome. You know, we, we go way back and I'm just so um, blessed and to be your friend. And thank you so much for... I feel the same way, uh, Gina. Thank you. I love you, girl. Love you too. Yakoki, thank you for joining us. Timber People is brought to you by the Possibilities Podcast Platform. As we wrap up, Possibilities would like to give a special thank you to this episode's sponsor, Pat and Fred Schoenwald Jr., paving the way for creative expression in our community. Their commitment to our vision allows us to continue to have these conversations. We are grateful for your continued support, Pat and Fred.